Hello and welcome to Vet Art Span. I'm Fred Johnson, your passport guide on this exciting and important creative journey. Vet Art Span is a project which is a part of Creative Forces, an initiative of the National Endowment for the Arts, in partnership with the U.S. Department of Defense and Veteran Affairs and state and local arts agencies. This is your Vet Art Span podcast. We're honored that you've joined us. Welcome. So welcome, everybody, to this Vet Art Span podcast. Really, really honored today to have the opportunity to spend some time with someone that I had the opportunity to meet at a Vet Civilian Dialogue uh, along with her husband. She is an amazing soul. You could really, really tell by the minute that, that she and her husband walked in the room that they have this amazing connection. Her husband, Manuel, is an uh, Army uh, veteran of Iraq, uh, Staff Sergeant, and uh, I'm honored to have with me Miss Erica Guevara. Erica, welcome to Vet Arts Band. Thank you for having me. And so, you know, the formalities of saying hello and everything, and you know me, I love to just really have a conversation and, af- and afford the opportunity for people to just really, really hear and feel the beauty and sometimes the challenges of military service. There's not a lot of conversation, or at least not enough conversation, that's really had about the family experience. We talk a lot, as we should, and honor our veterans who are deployed and who make sacrifice. Um, But we all know and acknowledge the fact that the military experience is not just for the the active um, military person. It impacts the entire family. So, first of all, one of our initiatives is the Vet Civilian Dialogue, and and that's really how I got the opportunity to to meet and, and engage with you. So I'd love to hear your feeling about the the, the uh, Vet Civilian Dialogue. How was that experience for you? Because it's one of our major initiatives with the Vet Art Span Initiative. It was really great. It was um, quite surprising to me because I'm used to like stigmas or not really having too much of a dialogue, you know? So when I went, I remember that evening My husband wasn't sure if he wanted to attend because he was still working. And at the last minute, he was like, you know what? Get ready. We're going to (laughs) go. And um, I was like, "Okay, let's go. And as soon as I walked in with him, it was so peaceful and so welcoming, you know, and it wasn't just him that was being welcomed. I felt welcomed as well, you know, and um, to be able to hear other people speak and speak in such a a tone of pride yet it wasn't self-glorification you know it was not only making others aware but being aware that others were there and not everybody has the same experience and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know and and the compassion that I felt that when I left you know, we, my husband and I had a nice dialogue on the way home. And it was like, he asked me, how did you feel being there? And I said, you know, I felt so peaceful and I felt included. Oh, that's so great. You know, that's important. And, and how did you feel about the interaction between both the veteran families or veteran participants and the civilian participants as well? I loved it. I really did. I really haven't seen that type of dialogue 
yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's been almost 11 and a half, maybe 12 years since he separated from the military. And, you know, you get the typical thank you for your service and we appreciate what you do. But you don't really come in contact with that type of dialogue and and people really wanting to hear you as an individual, not not uh, what you saw over there or not the casualties and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so... I really enjoyed it. Everybody really came together and listened, Mm -hmm. which was really important to me to feel listened, Mm -hmm. you know, to feel heard. And and it wasn't about, you know, my experience was uh, rough and yours wasn't and you didn't do what I did. It was as everybody spoke, everybody else stopped and, and had that appreciation for each and every story. You know, and there wasn't a difference between military wife or civilian or it was like, wow, you know, you 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 did that with him. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was really it was like taking a breath of fresh air for me mm-hmm. in particular. Oh, that's great. Thank you. So talk, you know, talk a bit about what is the experience for the military wife? I, I think that there is a perception that the military wife you know, gets to stay home and gets the luxuries of being just a military wife, gets the benefits of being a military wife. And that's true, you know. Um, Yet what benefits we do have to work for that. It's not just that, you know, we get to stay home and, and hey, how you doing? And we cook and clean and that's it. We we go through the struggles with our spouse. May it be a stay-at-home female or male. Mm -hmm. You understand? And it, it is a struggle. It's a struggle for the spouse to feel helpless, mm. in a sense, because no matter how much you want to support your spouse and no matter how much you hear and you listen and, and you're there with them, there's so many things that you can't control about what may be going on. And if they can't control it, you definitely can. Sure. You understand? Sure. And it is such... At times, it could be such a helpless feeling, mm. you know, and so it 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 was a fantastic experience for me, mm-hmm. you know, being with my husband for we're going to be celebrating our 19th anniversary this mm. year. And I've been with him. Thank you for 21 years. Um, I met him when he was in the military. So living my entire adult life with my husband being in the military for so long, there are great benefits and great joys Mm -hmm. about it, you know, but with great joys and and great benefits, you get that great sorrow as well and that great loneliness, Mm. you know, so there's always that struggle of trying to keep the balance and sometimes it's very difficult Mm. to have a balance in the military. And so where do you go to find, how do you find the balance? I mean, what are some of the elements that, you know, are a part of that, a part of that balance? And and is there a great measure of camaraderie amongst the family members who remain home? I mean, were you on base or off base? I mean, did you have base experience or, you know, what was, what did life feel like? And how did you, how do you find, how did you find a balance? Well, I was, I lived on post for the last part of our time in the military together. Mm -hmm. And so that was around the time where he did deploy. 
And um, previous to that, yes, depending on where they're at, where they're stationed and who their leaders are, you have fantastic FRG groups mm -hmm. that get together and, and they're... Um, and what does that stand for, FRG? Oh, I can remember right now. Family Readiness Group. There you, there you go. go. <laughs> I didn't mean to Sorry. put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, I remember in Oklahoma, we had a fantastic FRG group, you know, and, and we had that constant support where on the holidays we would get together and the kids would get together and we made sure that we had that um, support for each other. Um, but when we went to Hawaii, it was quite different. I didn't really have that type of connectivity with people. We were new. He was new to the um, to the base as well. So it was for him. It was mission focused. Let's get to work and we do what we need to do. And um, so really my my support was my neighbors. As mm -hmm. I got to know my neighbors, mm -hmm. there were quite a few that were very supportive of me mm -hmm. and my children. That's great. And um, so that kind of got me through things. I didn't really have an FRG group in mm -hmm. Hawaii to attend to. And because he was a staff sergeant, a lot of his soldiers from his section their wives would call me. Mm -hmm. And so we would stay together and we would talk or whatnot. But it, it was almost the same for me. I didn't know more than they did. Sure, sure. You yeah, know? yeah. How about the transition, if you will, from military life back to to civilian engagement? Is, is you know, there's a lot of conversation about uh, pluses and minuses or the challenge. As you guys um, made your transition, how was that? How did that transition feel and how does it feel now? Well, that was difficult, that transition, because um, once he separated from the military, we stayed in Hawaii for a good two or three years after that. Mm -hmm. And he started his business over there, a tow trucking company. And I, I we had three boys. Mm. And... Um, he had separated from the military about a year after he returned from his deployment. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wasn't ready for any of that. Like, we don't, we don't know what to expect mm -hmm. upon their arrival. And um, I know in my case, I figured I was very naive. And I figured, oh, he's going to come back and we're just going to pick up where we left off. And it's going to be hunky-dory and he's going to have time off. So it's going to be family first and this and that. I wasn't so aware of war comes back with them. Mm. You know, it's not something that they can depart from. And so we struggled for that time that we were in Hawaii because it was very difficult for him once separating the military. It was like, now who, who am I? Sure. I've been a soldier for 15, 16 years, and now who am I? You know, and, and it's so different, the transition from military to civilian. You're not leading people anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, people don't necessarily look at you when they speak with you. And, and so he, it was such a culture shock for him. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we had to live with. You know, he was just so out of sorts with trying to figure out who he was. And I was out of sorts on figuring out how do I support that? Because yeah. I knew who he was, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, but how could I explain it in a way that he would hear me? Mm. 
because in a sense, returning from um, deployment, I was still the same person that I was to him before he deployed, but his brothers understood him more at that time. Sure. You know, yeah. because they went through things together that I could never imagine. So it was very difficult for me to find that balance of not only keeping my sanity, because I had three kids that I not only had to transition from being a single mother to them and trying to have them live their life as normal as possible with their father's absence and hoping that they didn't really understand at the time why he was absent because I could not even think of how to begin to explain to them mm. that he was deployed and where he was deployed to and why they were so young. Yes. And um, so transitioning from being a single parent for 15 months, um, being pregnant throughout that time, uh, giving birth, and when my husband got home, our baby not knowing who he was. Mm -hmm. So having that transition to now dad's home all the time and they didn't, they just wanted to jump on dad, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But there was times that they just couldn't. Yeah. So having to have them transition, I don't think I ever was in a, in a place where I was completely able to transition myself. Yes. You know, because it was always trying to help him transition the best that I could which was probably not very good at the time and um, trying to help my children transition to daddy is daddy but we have to understand that we can't walk into a room and go boo anymore or we can't creep up behind him anymore and and you know uh, tap on his arm when he doesn't see us coming because his reaction will be different you know. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, it's so important for people to get a sense of all of the dynamics. Yeah. You know, um, thank you so much. And so now let's let's transition a little bit to Erica, the artist. Um, one of our uh, one of our intentions uh, as a part of this whole vet art span journey is to really celebrate art as a way of helping to strengthen, to support, to, to find balance and to both celebrate and in many instances help to rehabilitate and return uh, the veteran to a sense of fullness and, ex and full expression. Right. And you happen to be an amazing painter. I, I wonder during that period of time of deployment or during those years, was art a, a part of, of the, that journey? For me in particular, not so much for my children. They brought mm. art to me. Oh, um, okay. Our That's oldest great. son, he's 27 now. He loves drawing. Mm -hmm. And um, so he would draw for me. He would draw Snoopy for me because I love Snoopy. Mm. And then um, my youngest son kind of followed in his footsteps. And really, he would doodle at the time. But now he's 14 and he's amazing with painting and drawing and I would see that and I would go out I would see their expression mm -hmm. and they look so peaceful mm. you know so it was always so enlightening to me to see them express themselves that way mm. um, but I really never took the time out until I went to paint 22 with Belicia oh yes of course yes. yeah we're, we're gonna have the opportunity to interview Belicia yeah yes. yes. and she's great she's fantastic yes. Yes. 
And um, we went and I painted there with them. And we took that home and that opened up a dialogue between my husband and I about how we can incorporate that Mm. into our marriage, into our date nights Mm. um, somewhat, you know, because we took from that experience such a peacefulness. Yes. And being able to express ourselves not verbally. Yes. You know? Yes. And and waiting for the other perspective to see the other person's perspective and what you painted and maybe opening up your eyes to go, wow, they saw that. That's not really what my intentions was and makes you sit back and think and look a little harder. Yes. Yes. You know? Oh, that's so great. That's wonderful. So that was a shared experience that brought you together. That was a part of that bridge of togetherness. It was. Yes. Well, it absolutely works because, I mean, when when you and Manny are together, you can feel that magic. And we we have some um, amazing examples of your artwork. And again, one of the things that we really want to do is create an opportunity for people to see this great artwork. So we are going to feature three of your pieces of artwork on our Vet Art Spend website um and uh, we had a conversation prior to actually doing officially doing the podcast and um i share the 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 feeling that well i don't necessarily title i don't necessarily have names for my artwork (laughs) but you have three uh three untitled pieces that that will be featured can you talk a little bit about kind of the imagery of them sure um most of what i paint is landscaping Mm -hmm. and i didn't realize that that was a pattern for me because at first it was just, um, my husband went and got a bunch of paint with me at Michael's and was like, I think this would be a good idea. Let's put some music on and let's paint. Let's see what we get, you know? And um, the first painting I did was um, a tree with just one leaf and the leaf was like a rainbow. Mm -hmm. It had those type of colors. And and it was, it's a black and gray background. Mm And um, there is a yellow ribbon Mm. on the tree. And there's a little house in the back and you can see like light illuminated in the back. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have anything in mind to paint. Um, I did see that specific tree on other paintings, but uh, and I thought it was pretty, but everything else kind of just came out of me Mm -hmm. unexpectedly. And when I finished, my husband looked at it and he goes, oh, my God, what a powerful piece. Mm. And I looked at him kind of in shock, like, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and he goes, oh, my God, like that yellow ribbon is the brightest thing in that painting, which I here I thought it was the tree, you know? <laughs> and that was so subconscious for me. That was such a part of my life that I had lived in the past because that was me with the yellow ribbon on my tree waiting for him to come back and I made sure there was a light in the house always mm-hmm. for him to find his way home. Mm-hmm. And um but I had never really expressed that to him without feeling like I may hurt his feelings or I may make him feel guilty for not being there and doing his job. Mm -hmm. So putting it down and painting it, he got exactly what I needed to express. Mm -hmm. And it was so powerful Mm -hmm. for him that he says it's his favorite piece. And I look at it and I think, well, it looks kind of amateur. But when I look at it, it's exactly what I felt at the moment. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my paintings are that. They're landscape because I find 
that at times we get so wrapped up in life and um, with our jobs and our families, I know I do, yes. that I forget to look around and look at the beauty of what God has created. Yes. And I forget to appreciate that because I'm so wrapped up. And my desire always is to have peace of mind and inner peace. And I find that when I am out um, looking at trees and just strolling around with my dogs and where I live, there's plenty of cows and stuff. Mm -hmm. I find that inner peace. I find that beauty. So that's what I paint a lot of. I paint a lot of um, water and beach and trees and stuff like that. Because as I paint, I find that even if I don't realize that I'm going through an inner struggle at the time, when I paint, that inner struggle settles. Mm. And I see the peace that I'm desperately looking for on the, on the painting, yes. you know? And it's almost like creating my reality. Mm. So a lot of my paintings are that, are different colored trees or the ocean, Stuff like that. Great. Well, we are absolutely honored to have the opportunity to be able to present some of that artwork. And thank you so much for your serving and your sacrifice and your dedication uh, to to your amazing husband, who uh, Manny does so much and has become so much a part of that art span. And to to see you guys together and to feel your love and your support and your joy and laughter is just it's a, a tremendous model. Um, for all of us. So thanks for taking the time to come in and, and talk and share with us and be a part of this great journey. This is what Vet Art Span is all about. So be looking forward, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, seeing uh, Erica's artwork on the Vet Art Span website. And we encourage you, go to the website. There are so many, many components on the website that support an understanding of the veteran journey, support building a bridge between the veteran community and the civilian community support being a point of destination so that you can know where there are other arts organizations or art opportunities where there are links for veteran family support and just really really enriching this opportunity to build that positive bridge or as we say that span between service and uh, continuing to be an integral part of and honoring our community fully and more clearly helping to identify how the civilian community can be there and be a part side by side with the veteran community. This is Fred Johnson. Thanks for listening to Vet Art Span. Until next time, take care.